Hello, and welcome to the first of our season preview pods on uh, here on the History League South Football Podcast. Um, starting off with the Serbian Superliga. Um, so with this, we'll sort of touch on um, European commitments as well, um, and then sort of go into the league, just to let you know in terms of how we'll be going over the next, getting through these. Slovenia will be the next one that will be released, um, probably some point later um, this week, basically when I've got time to record it. Um, and then uh, Croatia will be at some point next week. I appreciate that the Croatian Super Cup is this coming weekend, um, but I haven't started writing stuff for that one yet, and I have been started writing stuff for the Slovenia one. So <laughs> so it is just a case of my completely and utterly backwards organisation um, that things will be coming out, perhaps in the not the most logical of orders. Um, that then sort of covers the three main leagues. I will obviously be doing other ones um, that will be shorter on Bosnia, Kosovo um, and uh, Macedonia and Montenegro as well. Um, but like I said, they will be sure to podcast because my breadth of knowledge on those is a little bit lower than it is with um, the big three, as it were. Um, so we'll start with um, just mentioning Europe first up um, and mentioning um, the Serbian side of things when it comes to, in, in this instance, the uh, Europa Conference League. Um, now... In there you have um, Rodney Kniš, um, who is joining in in the second qualifying second qualifying round. Now they are due to play the winners of match twelve, um, which is between Jira United of Malta and Athletic Club Descald um, of Andorra. Um, Jira, as you may remember, uh, knocked out Hajduk. Uh, a couple of years ago um if i remember rightly that was courtesy of something like a 90th minute bicycle kick um but yes they humiliated her so obviously they're not a side to take entirely lightly but you would certainly hope that uh Nish would be able to surpass uh the side from Malta and get their way into the third qualifying round um the other side is of course uh Kukuchi, and they will be facing racing union of Luxembourg, um, having um, sort of spoken on social media about this particular game with um, the Luxembourg footy account, um, I think Racing are one of the poorer um, Luxembourgeois sides um, in terms of how they're set up right now. So while it's quite rare that you get a really bad side from the Duchy nowadays, um, this is one of the easier draws Kukrich could have gotten. So I think we're in pretty good stead to see two sides reach the third qualifying round of the Europa Conference League. Um, obviously that is drawn um, on the 18th of July, so that in, in about a fortnight from now. Um, but that you know, definitely, I think we have a, a good chance of maybe seeing a side into the playoff even. Um, when it comes to Sviesta, and Partizan. Now, um, 
It's fair to obviously go into the Champions League. Um, that doesn't need saying twice. Um, but uh, their entry into the Champions League comes at a fairly late stage, as it is actually. Um, Siesta will enter um, in the third qualifying round. Uh, so they are guaranteed qualification into a group stage at the very least, because if they were to lose um, the Champions Path match in 3QR, they go into the Europa League playoff. And if they lose that, then they're in the Europa Conference League group stages either way. So yeah, they have group stage qualification of some thing confirmed already uh, when it comes to Pardinan the juggling about of sides basically meant that they got promoted from the conference league into the Europa League so they will go into the third qualifying round of that um, again if they were to lose that they then go into the um, playoff for the conference league so again they're fairly likely to qualify through now that's particularly the one thing i would say with that is the way the draw works out with that is they get losers from the champions league and they're guaranteed to get those um they would get one whoever loses between michland or aek alarmica and whoever loses between dinamo kiev and fenerbahce and I don't think it really is, would be any surprise to know precisely which side they probably prefer to get out of those four. But yes, um, the league, the league, the league, the league. Um, it begins this weekend. Um, if we have a new sponsor. It is no longer the Linglong Superliga. Um, it is the Mozart Superliga. Mozart are, of course, a very large gambling company uh, in the region if you do ever go to the region and you do ever open a website then you're probably going to get Mozart pop up at you um, because it's quite irritating in that fashion but yes we'll talk firstly just about schedule um, just because obviously Qatar messes up everything um, the league will carry on till the 13th of November then shuts down for the winter and we're back the 4th of February um, so yeah, it is maybe a winter break that's about three weeks longer than usual. Um, there are a couple of leagues which we'll see have a bit of a weirder schedule. Slovenia is one of them um, because they have two breaks. They have sort of like a break for the World Cup group stage and then the winter break. But yes, that's not for this episode, is it? Um, this time around, Vesta are looking for history. Um, the record winning uh, in a row is six titles in a row, uh, which Partizan won between 2007 and 2013. Zvezda, if they win this season, will match that. Uh, and obviously they will look to try and beat it next season if they do. As a supporter of a club who has a bit of history with winning many titles in a row uh, and then failing to, you know, set the record on your own, um, <coughs> Neil Lennon, um, it obviously is worth saying just what a feat that would be. Um, and it's going to be a very, very interesting season. I think we'll find. And the only place really to start it is with the champions, isn't it? Um, now, to be fair, have actually had a bit of a iffy pre-season. Um, the results they've had so far haven't been uh, especially impressive. Um, they've been away 
training in um, in Slovenia. They lost uh, against Copper, uh, drew against Nazar, lost against the Senate St. Petersburg, uh, and beat Bravo. So it, they're not exactly coming in uh, on a roll. Though obviously, you know, preseason doesn't matter. Um, they begin their defence uh, hosting the Nick Niche uh, on Sunday evening. Um, well, obviously, we'll get on to Nice later. It's quite a difficult um, opener to the season for them, really. Um, certainly, hardly a, a facile job uh, taking on the side that was fourth. And when you are coming off a uh, pre-season, it's probably certainly not the first task you'd like. Um, they do look stronger. There isn't really any any doubt about that, I don't think. Um, there is sort of continuing up in the airness over the future of Trahim Yarakovic, um, the young central defender. There was a large bid uh, that came in for him from Zenit um, this past weekend. It seems to have been rejected. I think it's probably going to be... I think, suspect they're probably going to be in the uh, position whereby his future will be determined in the last week of August, as in our semester in the Champions League. If so, he stays. If not, he goes. Or if they get through, he goes and they just pocket the money. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, you, you tend to see in these larger domestic champions a real reluctance to get a lot of business done um, prior to finding out your Champions League future. Um, just because, obviously, the prospect of getting 20 I say 20 million quid, that is a vast underestimate, but uh, the prospect of getting 20 million quid in prize money and so on and so forth from that tends to take priority over doing business. Um, incoming, we've seen a King's Kangwa coming from Arsenal Tula, had a good look at him, he uh, looks a real firecracker of a midfielder, uh, and the winger Osman Bukhari from Hent, because uh, you meant to pronounce G like a H. Um, Again, they look like good deals. They look like the sort of deals you get if you're wanting to make a crack at Europe rather than just to try and win the Superliga. Um, you will also have the natural growth and development uh, of the, the January deal of Nemanja Matika, uh, last summer's deal uh, from Zersnikov and Cevo Petar Stanic, um, and a proper youth system one of Nikola Stankovic uh, as well. Um, there are reasons to bet against them, I think. Um, Alexander Katai had an incredible season last season. Um, he surely won't be that good again. Uh, I don't think that's an unfair characterization of him. You know, <laughs> he certainly is capable of reaching that standard. But, you know, you, you tend not to bet on someone going that little bit above their high standard every season, particularly you know, when we're talking about a player who is now in his 30s. Um, the second thing is that Zvezda, obviously, uh, in 2020-2021, went through the season unbeaten. Last season, they lost a grand total of 11 points. It, it just, it would defy logic um, more than anything to be able to keep that particular standard up three seasons and on the spin. Um, you know we're at a point now where to win the Super League you have to get more than 100 points well there's 37 games in the season 
you need to get over 100 points out of a total of 111 to win the league. Um, that sort of consistent standard can't be kept, you know. And if you go through the history of football and go through any nation, you'll see that naturally there is an ebb and flow um, of sides. But also, naturally, those standards can't be kept year on year on year on year on year unless you, you know, are Manchester City and have a cheat code for infinite money. Um, at some point, Fiesta will have a season where they just, where they only, in air quotation marks, only get 90 points. And then they're vulnerable. <laughs> because if there is another side that's matching their level, um, then they're in trouble. And what I would say is, I think there are a lot of people who are a fan of Dejan Stankovic as a manager. I'm not so much. I don't think Svesta are a great side to watch. I think a lot of last autumn, they were very stodgy. They were they were labouring uh, quite a lot of the time. Um, and yeah, it was only when push came to shove that they really started to turn it on and Catalan showed his best form. Now you could just say, okay, it took Svesta four or five months to really click for everyone to, for all the cogs in the wheel to start turning at the right pace. Um, I think that's also partly management as well. Um, we will see. I think if they maintain the standard they have done for the last two seasons, not even the standard, if they maintain the points total of the last two seasons, if they are getting into triple figures of points, they aren't going to lose the title. Um, that would simply be silly. But there are maybe not areas of the side that are creaking, but there is just the general impossibility of maintaining those standards. They have done so well that at some point they have to not do that well. Obviously, the side who would like to pick up on uh, take advantage of that would be Partizan. They have a new manager. Uh, so Alexander Stanievich left after the end of last season after losing the cup final. And Ilya Stolica came in. Now, Stolica is very well regarded. Um, he doesn't tend to hang along, hang around for a long time at clubs. Uh, would be the first note I'd make. Um, the second thing, as we've seen in the uh, friendlies of Partizan so far, is that they're really looking at getting overloads in the back and so shifting you know, almost to 2-3-5 um, tactically. Whether that's something that they do in the league itself is another matter, but you know, it is a definite change from the often more conservative uh, standards of last season. Um, they have a easier start to the season. They start off away at Javor um, on Saturday evening. Um, and they haven't done loads of business. There's quite a few players who've gone. Um, the most known of those would be Lazar Markovic, but you've also seen Nemanja Miletic, Milos Cioic go. Also, none of whom are massive losses individually. You know, a lot of people know who Markovic is due to his time in, at, at Liverpool and Fulham, but the reality is he was maybe not a, not a bit part player at Partizan, but he certainly didn't live up to the expectations that you would expect of someone who had his heritage. Um, 
who what we've seen come in is Zlatan Zervic and Alex Filipovic, both of whom uh, are left backs, both of whom are pretty positive ones. I think bring a lot of physicality to wide areas. That's a good thing um, for them because sort of the uh, fullbacks that they had at the club were older. Um, we also got Patrick Andrade um, from who comes in from Karawaka central midfielder. And finally, most importantly, Svetozar Markovic coming in, uh, coming back from Olympiakos. Um, now, he obviously did spend some time on loan uh, between moving to Olympiakos and coming back permanently. But, you know, again, it's a statement of intent signing, I think, that that one, that they want to push forward. You know, we've seen them do very well in the uh, Conference League last season. And they obviously will, again, hope to be in Europe beyond Christmas this season too. Um, but I think most of this season, almost like we just mentioned about Svetozar last season, taking a few months for the everything just to work fluidly, is going to be how long that implementation of Stelicha Ball um, comes in. Um, if it's quick and if it works well, I think you know it will, will be a real positive, and it will be something that can uh, really challenge Svetozar as well. The second thing is, you know, the mental aspect of the game. Partizan were ahead in the title race with 10 games to go. Then they dropped silly points to Kukulichi, they dropped um, points to Zvezda, and that was it. Because it, when you are taking on a side that loses 11 points all season, you cannot afford to drop a single point at any point, really. Um, Partizan did, and Partizan suffered from it. Um, so there is going to be... The mental aspect of you know what possibly what else can you possibly throw at Zvezda, um and beat them you know they they very nearly did it and then fell over at the line is that a case that they don't necessarily have the composure those are sort of february march questions um that will inevitably be posed if partisan get off to a good start and um if it's the case that they go on and yeah most of all win the first derby uh, the first derby of the season is uh, at the end of August uh, and is hosted uh, by Partizan. So that uh, will obviously big red pen around that one in the diary because um, a lot of people want to see that. The team to be most excited about this season, though, undoubtedly, Kukurichi. Now, their business has been fun this, se this summer. Um, they brought in Dusan Kerkes as manager, who um, replaces, um, well, properly replaces Sasa Ilic. Uh, Ilic left for Bulgaria um, just around the start of the playoff stage. They sort of had an interim manager between there and the end. Their form dropped off, unsurprisingly. Kerkes is the proper replacement, as it were. Uh, he did well in Cyprus for a start, um, but also hung around for a while. You know, I think in a league where everyone is pretty much short-termist in Serbia. I don't think that is uh, an assertion that would have any disagreement from anyone listening. Um, someone who's going to hang around for two, three seasons is a really big bonus. And Kakez, his CV suggests he will do that. That they've brought in is on the playing front. Luka Adzic, obviously former Svesta, went to um, Andalette. Then sort of spent time on loan in places. Uh, I think most recently was PC Zvola, uh, and you know was playing in the uh, Eredivisie in the uh, Jupiler Pro League. You know, 
he did he obviously didn't do well enough to stay over there but it was injury disrupted and he has its uses he has a point to prove he was very good in serbia i think that's that looks a good signing georgi ivanovic um obviously spent plenty of time uh, he had moved to shakhtar solikovsk then uh, but that was in between spells at olympia ljubljana and mariupol ivanovic is an improvement for them but he is a frustrating player um i think he can be much better than he actually shows on a regular basis um when you compare him to who olympia replaced him with amadin zilikic then yeah i would prefer zilikic's consistency more over ivanovic but the majority of sides in serbia are probably worse than the majority of sides in slovenia um so i think that won't be exposed as much as long as he wants to turn up in big games i don't think kukovic will suffer too much from him being a little bit inconsistent because they brought in stefan tomovic now stefan tomovic last season was at proletaire uh proletaire got relegated proletaire now don't exist they merged into rfk novi sad basically because rfk have a stadium and proletaire don't um so rfk who were in the third tier took their place in the second tier yeah um basically you don't have to get used to don't have to remember proletaire anymore um but tomovic's stats last season were amazing um you know he was one of the best attacking midfielders in the league there's no doubt about that um you know maybe we're talking he doesn't quite have the movement to make it at the top level um but he's got the range of passing uh and the attacking intent to uh, make it at a higher level than Proletair and certainly amongst uh, better players at Kukurichi. We should hopefully see a um, a bit of a surge in his uh, productivity um, without him necessarily having to have a big increase in his you know, actual normal quality, um, shall we say. Now, that's not to say everything's great for them i think they are maybe a still a striker short they have um recently brought in a guy from a uh, kv kotrek uh, in belgium which is mohammed baramosi uh gambian forward now his uh, record in the Chiclair pro league ain't great um one goal in uh, 31 appearances but that's over 1300 minutes so um as you could probably tell from that those appearances were fairly limited um and obviously they do have uh, as we know the best youth system in the country now probably certainly pound for pound um i think we're probably talking about uh, mentioning that record points total that they've had over a season of 74 i think it is a case that they can beat that this season um quite aside from that when you were reaching that level you sort of think well okay you know you if you're getting 75 plus points really you probably should be having some sort of title challenge i think it's probably the case that the gap is going to be eaten up from the bottom rather than necessarily falling away in the top um so you know even getting that 75 points you're probably still going to be 20 points back at least but it's progress it's progress and um it's more <laughs> it's closer to a three horse race than we have in many years uh in serbia there's absolutely no doubt about that 
will stick in Belgrade for Vostovac. Um the rooftop inhabitants. Um, and they came very close to their uh, best finish last season, um, nearly getting into Europe before um, things as it's a fell away at the end of the season, it was more a result of how the post-split fixtures are structured um, in Serbia, in so much as Vostrat had quite a nice open, and then they finished with Sebastian Partizan and didn't get any points from the last two games. Um, so hopefully they'll be able to bring things to a point whereby uh, the vagaries of the fixture list won't screw them over. But I do like, again, I like the business they've done um, Borisov Burmas uh, was regular at Grafical. Uh, his second year record, I think, suggests he'd be good enough to deal with the step up. Um, we've seen a couple of guys come in from Montenegro. Niksa uh, Vujanovic uh, was very good at Rigal Plavia last season. Uh, we have seen players from their struggle when they've stepped up a level. But I think, again, it's a, it's a l very low risk bet uh, to bring in. Uh, Alihir Sentoku also comes in from Montenegro, uh, in this case from FK Pogorica. And while he's not necessarily going to add anything to the first team, he plays pretty much everywhere on the pitch. Um, so, you know, I think we'll see him quite a lot from the bench just because his versatility makes him so useful. They are getting close. They're getting closer to making that breakthrough into... Um, into European places. Um, they aren't really any weaker than last season. Just as the Shikas going to Olympia Ljubljana is probably the only major loss. Um, but again, I don't think that's necessarily, it's, it's in a position they have covered. Um, they are bringing young players through. Um, I really hope this season will be the proper breakthrough for Dragon uh, Stosavlevic, who I've sort of bet is going to be a really good player for a couple of seasons now. I'd like him to prove me right, please. Um, moving northwards now um, to TSC. Um, now, obviously, they moved into their new stadium um, last season. Lovely little stadium, glass fronted. It's very nice. Um, it, and it's particularly nice because it's so out of place in uh, a nation of just rancid hellholes. Um, <laughs> not to put too fine a point on that one. Um, their chances are related to. One, how long they keep Mihailo Banyac for. For whom the fee for pitch seems to have died down a little bit, so I'm fancying TSC's chances a bit more there. Um, but then also we saw in the winter they brought in Martin Nichaski, uh from Macedonian League. He made an impact very quickly. If he's keeping on acclimatising, and you, you sort of expect now he's been in the league for six months, that he should be able to start with a bang. Um, at the start of the season, then they may have two marquee players to go ahead, which is um, something more than they started last season with. Um, there is always going to be quite high expectation because they are reasonably well funded, uh, at least they are compared to most of the league. They have those couple of um, very good talents. Um, I fancy them, again, to be, that, to be a solid top half side. Speaking of sort of keeping it in the north, we'll start with Spartak. Um, Spartak, um, unlike TSC, don't live in a nice stadium. Um, there is a picture going around on social media at the minute, um, just of an aerial view of their 
decrepit, um, <laughs> decrepit ground. Um, they didn't do very well last season. They look weaker coming into this one. Um, yeah, obviously, the key guy, not last season, but the season before, was Lazar Tufedcic. Um, he, I think, I think Spartak turned down offers of about three million for him last season, thinking they could hold out for more. They kept him. He didn't have a good season. They didn't have a good season. He's gone to Bulgaria for half a million. So they've lost quite a bit of money. Um, their behind-the-scenes stuff is in flux. Um, there was a bit of a power struggle um, between the old director of football and the owner. And I think that played quite a large part into why last season didn't go very well. Um, we've also seen the Manny Nikolic uh, go to Vojvodina. They don't have much in attack. They didn't do very well last season. I'm quite concerned for them. Um, I think we may be looking at Spartak, who are, you know, who are traditionally a big side, um, being a side that's in trouble, um, quite serious trouble this season. Um, we, In spite of Proletaire departing league, we do still have two sides in Novisad. Starting off with the big one, Vojvodina. Um, and they keep on having this sort of side who... Bunch of, with a bunch of players who you expect should have gone by now. Dejan Sukic, what are you still doing there? Mirko Topic, what are you still doing there? And now we can add to that list Jovan Milosevic. Now, Milosevic did absolutely brilliantly at the Euro Under-17s. Um, it was absolute star-making tournament for him. No doubt about that whatsoever. Um, he is heavily linked to move to Benfica, but because he's 17... Oh, sorry, he's still 16. Um, be, anyway, because of his age, he can't move quite yet legally. Um, so we will be seeing him at Vojvodina this season. The expectation is that he will be playing in the first team uh, and we will see him getting minutes uh, of senior football. He is ready for that. He is physically ready for that as well, which is a big thing um, for a, a player his age. We know they have play some high-quality players in there who, as sort of mentioned, are quite inexplicably there. Um, we have a new manager in uh, Mira Varastovac, again, very, he has a good CV. Um, Nemanja Nikolic, as we mentioned, comes in from uh, Spartak. We know, again, very consistent. Will chip in with 10 goals a season. Not a problem with that. Um, new players to the league in Eve Barai, uh, Mamadou Traore, and then finally also uh, Lazakarevich has come in as well. I think what we've seen over the past few years is that Fofadina have brought some really good players through. What they haven't quite done is have the depth or have the team around them to actually really utilise those players to their uh, full ability. They're closer to doing that this season than before. I still certainly think they're a step behind Kukurichi. No doubt about that. The other novice outside is Mlados Gat. Um, G-A-T. Um, based on sponsors. Um, and I suspect they will be called Mlados Gat. Um, because obviously we do have another Mlados in the league. Um, they have come up from the fifth tier to the top tier in the space of five seasons. Promotion, 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 promotion. They've hired Branko Zigic, who used to manage Proletaire. Um, and as a manager is very negative <laughs> and puts together teams who, if they were playing in your garden, you would draw the curtains. 
rather than watch them um, and watch paint dry instead. Um, and I think that's probably what we'll see um, from Lados Gat this season um, is not a lot of entertainment, but they'll probably be safe. There's, as I mentioned, the other Mlados, Mlados Lucani, and they take an interesting time. They're sort of not quite copying Kukurichi, because with Kukurichi, you have the benefit of the, that they're in Belgrade, um, and you have a lot of prospects who will naturally come to Belgrade anyway. You have a lot of prospects who are coming out of Sifesto and Barzazan's Youth Academy. You can pick them up at 15, 16, and so they, oh, weren't you wrong to cast these aside? With... Mladost, they're obviously working geographically differently. They're working with more regional players, trying to be sort of like a regional uh, Kukurichi and maybe picking up some players a little bit later on in the development uh, and trying to turn them into stars. They've produced one star so far, Jordi Gordic, who has been linked with virtually every big club um, that you could possibly name. Um, he is an exceptional uh, box-to-box midfielder already. He has the benefit of being very recognisable. Just Google an image of him and you will know what I mean. You can't miss him. Um, they bet big on that strategy. And while it's you know refreshing to see a club bet big on that particular strategy, I think they're at a bit of a crossover season for this particular season. Um, a lot of this, all the players have gone and they are pushing through kids to replace them. Um most prominently will be uh, Nikola Jovic and Juros uh, Stomchevich. The productivity of the academy in terms of what it's contributing to youth national teams is pretty good. Um, you know, it is, uh, I think they're fourth in that um, sort of age group production behind Siesta Palos and Kukurichi. I think they are, I think they are ahead of Vojvodina, uh, if memory serves me right. Um, but yes, this will, it, they are putting guys in to sink or swim. And if this youth crop is as good as they think it is, they will do very well. If it isn't as good as they think it is, they will not do very well. Um, but I think they probably had to do it. Um, we'll see. There will be a very, very interesting side to watch. And I wouldn't like to predict how exactly they're going to do. I, but I think they will be happy just to be safe uh, top end of the uh, bottom half would be uh, probably a good result for them this season um we obviously mentioned Rodinkish earlier in terms of being Sylvester's first opponents they're also Partizan's second opponents so they'll probably be going into the third week of the season with zero points um but potentially but uh, yeah uh but uh, potentially they will at least have a decent uh, Europa Conference League game to look forward to who knows um they're not worse than last season. They're not better than last season. They've brought in Sava Petrov from, uh, I think it was at Mladost, who is a player I've never seen play well. Um, and it always concerns me when I see him getting signed by someone. No offense if he does, if he does listen, um, but show a bit more and I'll praise you. Um, they're not going to struggle by any means, but others have done more and others have done more to suggest that I should be putting faith in them um when it came to the lower end of the table Radniki Kurovac obviously had uh, Nenad Lalatovic come halfway through last season they looked in big trouble before he took over he did the Lalatovic thing saved them they stayed up through the playoffs 
and he then went off to Borac Luka. Now, we'll obviously talk about Borac when I do a Bosnian um, preview. They have been big shoppers in the Super League of this season. There's no doubt about that. Um, there are decent players who have come in. Um, Milutin uh, Vilasavljevic, uh, coming in from Kukurici, is one of the more experienced Kukurici players. And obviously he's moving because their business this summer has brought in players that are blocking his path. Uh, Lukas Orch was decent enough at IMT, suggest he's going to make the step up. Um, we have uh, Justin Svetinovic uh, coming back from the J-League. Uh, he's been in Asia for, for quite some time. I think he was, um, I think it was Karasaki Frontal and a J-League 2 team whose name begins with T that I can't remember at the minute, uh, but was there for about four years. Um, so again, you know, that's always a positive, particularly because you're playing in, a, in, in Japan and it is a bit of a more technical league. Um, it's good to have someone who you know will have had that training, will have the nows to be relaxed at the back in possession, um, particularly in a league where it can be a bit helter-skelter sometimes. But you don't often see a side that is in the season after having Nenad Rolatovic have a better season than the season in which they had Nenad Rolatovic. If that, make, if that sentence makes sense. I hope it does. Um, as such, relegation playoff again, I think, will probably be um, their expectation. Um, but we'll see, you know. it's Latovic has always been a hard act to follow, um, talent-wise. Yeah, and we've seen that with Nikonish, we've seen that with Vizina, we've seen that everywhere. Um and he will continue to be so again because we know he is the most talented manager in this environment. Um, those three words at the end doing a lot of carrying. Um, Napredak um, had, a had a good season last time out. Um, I think certainly exceeded expectations. Um, this time round they are a bit weaker. Milan Spremo is a big loss. Sassi Marijanovic going to Olympique is a big loss. The replacements, Clement Bola coming in from Alumini, wasn't that great there, to be quite honest, uh, last season. Uh, Nikola Vojadinovic um, has limited experience at this level, and the experience he had was at Novi Pizar at their worst. Yeah, they are probably a bit of a worse prospect than they were this time last season. Um, if they can get, again, sort of similar to Maros Lucani, top of the bottom eight, they'll be pretty happy with that. Kolobara. Now, I really like the fact that they've brought in Ante Vukasic. Vukasic um, was at Tuzla City last season, didn't do too great. Uh, he um, also had some time in Italy, I think it was Messina. Um, and obviously, previously was at Olympia Ljubljana. Vukasic, when he is fit, when he is in form, he is a 20-25 goal a season striker at this level. They haven't, he didn't have it last season at all. He has shown in the tips and starts. Olympia really is the best form he's shown in the past decade, if we're, be, if we're being quite honest, because he has had some quite severe injury. Um, that's not even really injury issues, it's illness issues, um, if, if, to be quite honest. They have brought in players to help supply him, such as Van Yelich, um, which I think is a, was a, a good get from the second tier. Um, 
they could surprise a few people, I think, but they need Vukasic to fire. Razik, um, obviously their season last time out was defined by uh, selling Milan and Makaric to Alborg. And um, spent it on painting a big picture of pixels, basically. Um, <laughs> no, it was more on, uh, obviously, the general stability of the club, which is always a concern for every Serbian club, let's be quite honest. Um, they aren't vastly different from last season, if we're quite honest. Um, but we saw a good uh, season from Juras Milovanovic last time out, uh, filling Makarich's boots. If he continues the level of growth he showed last season, we're talking about him as maybe a 15 to 18 goal a season striker. That would be more than enough for them to be safe from any trouble. Um, defensively, they don't have one, um, which is why they need Milovanovic to, uh, to do his magic. Um, in terms of the other promoted club, which is obviously Javro Matis, um, they are to the Serbian Super League and what Norwich are to the English Premier League. Uh, so they'll probably get relegated um, because that's what Norwich would do. Um, there are interesting players, don't get me wrong. Norman Campbell comes from um, Kukurici. Um We didn't really see too much of him there last season. He played early and obviously was a, a, a racial incident um, at a game. And I think, I don't know whether that's the case, it's affected his confidence or exactly what went on there. But, you know, he wasn't as able to show the impact. I think this is the season that's make or break for him. He needs to make a real go of this one. Um, what I would say is when you see the Jamaican players um, in the region, you do tend to see them have trouble uh, acclimatising at first. It does tend to take them a couple of seasons, as we've seen with um, Kihin Paris in Slovenia. Um, but, like I said, this may be the one where he makes a big breakthrough. It is a sink or swim one for him. Um, we also have, obviously, Luka Lukovic is still at the club. We know he produces at this level. Um, Pedar Gigic comes in from Zelensky Havlancevo. Again, we know he can produce at this level. Milan Abradovic uh, is returning to the league after a poor spell at Vizsla Plok. But again, you know, can produce at this level. Um, and you know, is on a bit of a redemption season. I think they have a squad full of players who needed pathways open for them or the clubs that didn't work out as opening up and have ended up at Yavol. Um, so like the bad news bears um, of uh, Serbian football. Um, if the these players show the development that people probably expected for them at some point in their career, then Shavu could actually have quite a good season. If they don't, then they'll be going back down to the Viva Liga. So yeah. Novi Pazar finally. Ugh. I, 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 yeah. I'm not sure many people really like Novi Pazar. Um, obviously they stayed up the season before last. Mainly due to the magic of match fixing. Um, they have brought in Zan Medved from uh, Southern Rostislava. He was terrible at. He wasn't tolerable at Zelia last season in Slovenia. He was very good at getting in positions, but his conversion of chances was terrible. If he doesn't have the the composure um, there, 
will he have the composure here where there is a little bit less time on the ball is going to be very debatable i think the what i put so when i zoom a little right up was plenty of xg but a serious lack of x factor and that's that's the pun i'm going to leave you with there um Mitai Glass comes in on loan from Cooper Ritchie. Again, really nice uh, loan. But I, I think this is the, this is the season, surely, that they'll be Pizarro go down. Um, they've been circling the drain. Um, and they need... I, I think they need to be flushed. Let's be quite honest. So, that is every club in Serbia for this season. That's where they are at now. It's what they might do. Please feel free to disagree with me um, on the old social media. At HYFPRW um where uh i will be as always reviewing and talking about uh, football from the region incessantly um if you have enjoyed this episode please sharing is caring as always do let um all your buddies know um send send, send them a postcard or uh or a reference on instagram or something i don't know um if you thought it was any good then also please do leave a review on your favorite podcasting service um because i'm sure it goes into some algorithm somewhere um and gets out to people but otherwise thank you very much for listening slovenia uh, will be coming up next um i'll catch you then <laughs>